and welcome to Leap of Faith podcast. My name is Lorraine and I'm your host. Uh, welcome today as always. I'm so thankful that you were able to take time out of your day. I always say this but I really am thankful. So um, I'm just glad that you were able to take a few minutes. <clears throat> this podcast I'm doing today uh, is actually delayed a day. Uh, life happened yesterday when I was getting ready to do this and so I wasn't able to which you know it is what it is I know we're trying to keep as consistently as we can with getting them out five days a week so just sorry bear with me I keep apologizing for technical difficulties but I, life happens I can't help it so um, so today is a little bit long uh, I read ahead I actually read it yesterday and I did a little bit of highlighting um, we left off, Jeremiah and I left off last episode um, where Jesus was uh, in the garden with the disciples and Judas shows up with the soldiers um, and they capture him and Peter denies him. Uh, Jesus is before the council. So all this stuff is transpiring just as he said it would. Uh, everything is like falling into place exactly as he said it would. So. Um, so today we are going to be reading about uh, Judas and Jesus's trial before Pilate um, and you know, everything that uh, rests upon what Jesus said was going to happen. So, um, so let me begin in prayer like I always do and, <clears throat> and we will, um, when we'll begin. Um, so let me pray. <sighs> Heavenly Father, uh, we come before your throne so thankful for your mighty power and goodness and graciousness. We're so thankful that you have chosen us to be your children and we're not worthy of it. And we don't deserve it, but you love us so much and we love you. For being our Heavenly Father. We um, are so incredibly grateful for the gift of your Son Jesus as our Lord and Savior. We thank you for his sacrifice on the cross and it is his blood that is shed for all of our sins. Uh, we never take that for granted. So Lord, uh, just thank you so much for loving us. Lord, I pray a blessing over this moment in time. Help us to dig into your word one chapter at a time and absorb it into our hearts, our souls, our minds, into our lives, into uh, help us to breathe it into, into life. And so that people will never doubt who we are as Christians, that they can see through us uh, Jesus. And so, Lord, I just pray uh, over this moment, Lord, help us to retain whatever it is that you want us to hear in this moment and uh, bless each one of us out there, the listeners, uh, and bless this ministry, this podcast, Lord, um, that it is getting out to those who need to hear it. I pray that you will continue to bless it to not just one, but uh, thousands. I, I pray for thousands of people to listen to this um, because I feel like there is a whole world out there who is hurting. So Lord, watch over us, bless us, and um, send your angels to protect us and our families. And I pray all this in your precious son's name. Amen. Okay, so, uh, sorry, I 
just kind of got wrapped up in that moment. Uh, I shouldn't be sorry because God hears those prayers and he listens. And when two or more are gathered in prayer, uh, I don't know what the rest of that Bible verse is, but there's something good that will happen. So, <laughs> um, so uh, again, we're going to get into the word. I just want to say a minute here. Um, I, I kind of get caught up in whether you're hearing this or whether you're looking at it. And so um, this is, it's not a visual. I am not in a studio. I'm literally in my spare bedroom <laughs> with a computer and a, and a webcam. Um, so I'm literally just trying to get this out into the, into the world. And so I hope uh, y'all understand that um, this is just God's work, hopefully being put out there. So if I don't look polished, if I don't look, uh, you know, I'm not gonna. I'm, this is not a beauty contest to me. And you know, basically what you're seeing here is what I look like all the time. Um, you know, some days I look a little better, some days I don't, just like everybody else. But I'm not in this for a beauty contest. I'm just here to get God's word. Uh, breathed out into the world so <clears throat> all right so with that said I am going to put on my readers and we're going to dig in because like I said this is a little bit uh, long uh, so all right so Judas hangs himself oh by the way sorry let me tag this this is uh, episode 6.2 uh, chapter 27 sorry didn't remember to tell you that and put a check mark next to your chapter <clears throat> Judas hangs himself. Very early in the morning, the leading priests and the elders of the people met again to lay plans for putting Jesus to death. Then they bound him, led him away, and took him to Pilate, the Roman governor. When Judas, who had betrayed him, realized that Jesus had been condemned to die, he was filled with remorse. So he took the 30 pieces of silver back to the leading priests and the elders. I have sinned, he declared, for I have betrayed an innocent man. What do we care, they retorted. That's your problem. Then Judas, then Judas threw the silver coins down in the temple and went out and hanged himself. The leading priests picked, picked up the coins. It wouldn't be right to put this money in the temple treasury, they said, <clears throat> since it was payment for murder. After some discussion, they finally decided to buy the potter's field and they made it into a cemetery for foreigners. That is why the field is still called the field of blood. This fulfilled the prophecy of Jeremiah that says, they took the 30 pieces of silver, the price at which he was valued by the people of Israel, and purchased the potter's field as the Lord directed. <clears throat> Jesus' trial before Pilate. Now Jesus was standing before Pilate, the Roman governor. Are you the king of the Jews? The governor asked him. Jesus replied, you have said it. But when the leading priests and the elders made their accusations against him, Jesus remained silent. Don't you hear all these charges they are bringing against you? Pilate demanded, but Jesus made no response to any of the charges, much to the governor's surprise. Now, it was the governor's custom each year during the Passover celebration to release one prisoner to the crowd, anyone they wanted. This year, there was a notorious prisoner 
a man named Barabbas, Barabbas. As the crowds gathered before Pilate's house that morning, he asked them, which one do you want me to release to you, Barabbas or Jesus, who was called the Messiah? He knew very well that the religious leaders had arrested Jesus out of envy. Just then, as Pilate was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent him this message. Leave that innocent man alone. I suffered through a terrible nightmare about him last night. <clears throat> Meanwhile, the leading priests and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas to be released and for Jesus to be put to death. So the governor asked again, which of these two do you want me to release to you? The crowd shouted back, Barabbas. Pilate responded, then what should I do with Jesus who was called the Messiah? They shouted back, crucify him. Why, Pilate demanded, what crime has he committed? But the mob roared even louder, crucify him. Pilate saw that he wasn't getting anywhere and that a riot was developing. So he sent for a bowl of water and washed his hands before the crowd saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. The responsibility is yours. And all the people yelled back, we will take responsibility for his death. We and our children. So Pilate released Barabbas to them. He ordered Jesus flogged with a lead tip whip, then turned him over to the Roman soldiers to be crucified. The soldiers mocked Jesus. Some of the governor's soldiers took Jesus into their headquarters and called out the entire regiment. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him. They wove thorn branches into a crown and put it on his head, and they placed a reed stick in his right hand as a scepter. Then they knelt before him in mockery and taunted, Hail, King of the Jews! And they spit on him and grabbed the stick and struck him on the head with it. When they were finally tired of mocking him, they took off the robe and put his own clothes on him again. Then they led him away to be crucified. The Crucifixion Along the way, they came across a man named Simon, who was from Cyrene, and the soldiers forced him to carry Jesus' cross. And they went out to a place called Golgotha, which means place of the skull. The soldiers gave Jesus wine mixed with bitter gall, but when he had tasted it, he refused to drink it. After they had nailed him to the cross, the soldiers gambled for his clothes by throwing dice. Then they sat around and kept guard as he hung there. A sign was fastened above Jesus' head, announcing the charge against him. It read, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Two revolutionaries were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. The people passing by shouted abuse, shaking their heads in mockery. Look at you now, they yelled at him. You said you were going to destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days. Well then, if you are the Son of God, save yourself and come down from the cross. The leading priests, the teachers of religious law, and the elders also mocked Jesus. He saved others, they scoffed, but he can't save himself. So he, so he is the King of Israel, is he? Let him come down from the cross right now, and we will believe in him. He trusted God, so let God rescue him now, if he wants him. For he said, I am the Son of God. 
Even the revolutionaries who were crucified with him ridiculed him in the same way. At noon, sorry, death of Jesus, the death of Jesus. At noon, darkness fell across the whole land until three o'clock. At about three o'clock, Jesus called out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lemma sabachthani. I'm sorry if I badgered that, which means, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Some of the bystanders misunderstood and thought he was calling for the prophet Elijah. One of them ran and filled a sponge with sour wine, holding it up, up to him on a reed stick so he could drink it. But the rest said, wait, let's see whether Elijah comes to save him. <clears throat> then Jesus shouted out again and he released his spirit. At that moment, the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, rocks split apart, and tombs opened. The bodies of many godly men and women who had died were raised from the dead. They left the cemetery after Jesus' resurrection, went into the holy city of Jerusalem, and appeared to many people. The Roman officer and the other soldiers at the crucifixion were terrified by the earthquake and all that had happened. They said, this man truly was the Son of God. And many women who had come from Galilee with Jesus to care for him were watching from a distance. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of James and John, the sons of Zebedee. The Burial of Jesus As evening approached, Joseph, a rich man from Arimathea, who had become a follower of Jesus, went to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body, and Pilate issued an order to release it to him. Joseph took the body and wrapped it in a long sheet of clean linen cloth. He placed it in his own new tomb, which had been carved out of the rock. Then he rolled a great stone across the entrance and left. Both Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were sitting across from the tomb and watching. <clears throat> The guard at the tomb. The next day on the Sabbath, the leading priests and Pharisees went to see Pilate. They told him, Sir, we remember what that deceiver once said while he was still alive. After three days, I will rise from the dead. So we request that you seal the tomb until the third day. This will prevent his disciples from coming and stealing his body and then telling everyone he was raised from the dead. If that happens, we'll be worse off than we were at first. Pilate replied, take guards and secure it the best you can. So they sealed the tomb and posted guards to protect it. All right, that was a lot. Uh, so um, <clears throat> let's start off with uh, Judas hanging himself. Um, then they, uh, let me see. So he took the 30 pieces of silver back to the leading priests and the elders, I have sinned, he declared, for I have betrayed an innocent man. And they're like, what do we care? They retorted. To me, this is them showing their hard hearts. Um, the Ju then Judas threw the silver coins down in the temple and went out and hanged himself. Um, the leading priest picked up the coins. This is interesting to me, this kind of ping-dumming when I was reading. It wouldn't be right to put this money in the temple treasury, they said, since it was payment for murder. So right there, 
This is them admitting that they they murdered Jesus. They killed him. They they you know, well, they haven't done it yet, but they will because it's coming up. But this is what they're they're admitting that they're murdering an innocent man. They know it. Um after some discussion, they finally decided to buy the potter's field and they made it into a cemetery for foreigners. And this fulfilled the prophecy of Jeremiah that says, <clears throat> they took the 30 pieces of silver, the price at which he was valued by the people of Israel and purchased the potter's field as the Lord directed. Um, I find this really interesting that here it is prophesized. I mean, how would they know that there would be, you know, way back in Jeremiah that this was going to happen today. This is all prophecy and it's all coming true. So that there was going to be 30, lit, 30 pieces, 30, not 29, not 31, but 30 pieces of silver. It was mentioned back in Jeremiah, which is the Old Testament. And now it's being brought back. Jesus didn't, you know, he knew this was going to happen, but it just, this is all falling into place. This is all God's plan. And it's, it's miraculous as far as I'm concerned how this all falls into place and how anybody can doubt that this is the truth. It blows my mind. It really does. It just blows my mind. All right. So now we're at Jesus's trial before Pilate. And, um, what I think I understand is that, um, and I think there's little notes at the bottom of this page, um, that Jesus, uh, Barabbas is, uh, was also, I believe, named Jesus. <clears throat> and it says in here, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, 2716, some manuscripts read Jesus Barabbas. So maybe that was kind of a popular name back then. I don't know. Um, but that's what some manuscripts might say and maybe Barabbas was named that so maybe there was a confusion uh quote-unquote confusion that you know Pilate's saying do you want this Jesus or do you want that Jesus you know but the um the religious leaders uh made sure that they were going to pick Barabbas and that they wanted Jesus crucified. I, I don't doubt that they were probably, you know, in the, in the crowd, egging them on, you know, you know, they started, you know, the chanting, you know, just like you see it, like, um, you know, football games and whatnot, when people do the wave, you know, I think it's the same thing. I think they started it and it was like, you know, just sort of grew into this thing. And then, uh, you know, Pilate says, I'm, you know, washing my hands of this. I, I got nothing to do with this. It's not me. And um, then it goes on to the soldiers mocking Jesus. They strip him down. They wove the crown of thorns. They stick it on his head. They put a, a reed stick in his hand as a scepter. They're mocking him, calling him, you know, hail the king of the Jews. Um, then they got tired of it and they took the robe off. Oh, and... Again, you know, using that, it was a scarlet robe. Uh, I believe scarlet meant royalty uh, back then. So um, then they led him away to be crucified. And then it goes on to the, um, 
as Jesus was walking through the streets with the cross, it was too much for him to bear because he'd been, you know, beaten and whipped. And, you know, he's losing blood along the way. So you're, he's getting weaker and weaker. So here is Simon of Cyrene uh, who had to go help him. Um, you know, I don't know why they put that little note in there, you know, except to maybe reinforce the fact that Jesus was, you know, losing, you know, he was weak, you know, from being beaten. Um, they go to Golgotha, which is the place of the skull. They cast lots, quote unquote, lots or dice to, for his clothes. Um, and then, um, you go down into the actual death of Jesus. Um, if you actually read up on the whole crucifixion and what the body goes through, it's uh, it's ex literally excruciating. I mean, I can't I can't even imagine what Jesus went through. It's I, I can't even fathom it. It goes beyond my comprehension. Um, but uh, you know, your body is literally dripping blood out. Um, I, you know, the way that they hang them on the cross, um, I believe the weight of your body as you're, you're suffocating yourself basically, which I think they actually use ropes to try to keep the bodies up because they didn't want you to die, you know, straight away. They wanted you to, you know, linger and suffer. Um, so there's so many facets to the whole crucifixion. Um, and then Jesus shouted out again and he, and he released his spirit at that moment, the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, uh, rocks split apart and tombs opened. Um, there is significance to the curtain splitting. And I think, and I'm, again, I'll, I'm going to, after this, I'm going to go look it up because I, I wasn't expecting to not know the answer to this but i think that this the it's the new, the old and the new covenant i think it's splitting um so but don't hold me uh, accountable for that yet until i actually look it up um you can look it up i encourage it uh look up you know i i don't have i'm not your guru so you can you know do your own research on this um there, there is an account, I believe, in history, in uh, Roman history, I think, that this Roman officer uh, who says, truly, this is the son of God, I believe that this is actually in a, in a Roman history somewhere. Uh, I think I was taught that in church somewhere along the way. <clears throat> and then it talks about uh, the women who came to take care of him, uh, Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of James and John, the sons of Zebedee. Um, don't know the history of that. I thought uh, Mary, Jesus's mother, was there as well, I believe. That's what I understand. So I don't know why she's not mentioned in Matthew, uh, or she might be one of these Marys. Um, so that's another thing to to you know, do a little bit of digging back on, do a little history. Burial of Jesus, Joseph of Arimathea. Um, he is the one who took Jesus's body and put it into the tomb with the rock. And then of course, you know, the deceitful, you know, 
Pharisees, you know, trying to cover their behinds are saying, um, you know, hey, if we don't do something to say that there was a stone or it was sealed and there was guards, uh, we're going to be kind of hosed in this. So let's take care of business. And, you know, but God is bigger than that. We all know that. And Jesus was bigger than that. So, all right. So that is today's uh, reading. I'm sorry this went to 25 minutes. I'm so sorry. It's probably going to go into 30 because I still uh, want to lead you in the prayer. Um, so uh, this was a really good reading. This is the foundation of what uh, Christianity is based upon. Um, you know, Jesus's uh, ministry, uh, his death, his resurrection, and then eventually his ascension into heaven. Uh, so all of this is uh, all what our faith is based upon. Um, and the next three Gospels that we're going to read through um, sort of reinforce all of this. They, you know, but they're different perspectives because they're written by three different people, four different people. Sorry. So, <clears throat> so speaking of our beliefs and what we're believing in here. Um, so if you have not made uh, a choice for Jesus, if you haven't made a decision um, this is your moment. This is your opportunity. I'll, uh, again, never not give you this opportunity. If, uh, one sheep is saved and I count that as good. So, um, so let us, uh, uh, I'll lead you in the prayer and, uh, whoever is a believer is also welcome to say it to reinforce what you believe in. So <clears throat> heavenly father, today I put my trust in you. I am not perfect and know I have sinned against you. Please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your son, Jesus. It is his perfect blood that covers all my sins, past, present, and future. On this day, I accept him as my Lord and Savior and will live my life for him. Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer for the first time, sorry, you were looking at the top of my head. Um, if you were, if you did say that for the first time, uh, amen and welcome to the kingdom of heaven and to the ministry of Jesus and, uh, the brotherhood and sisterhood of Jesus. Um, it's this, I consider these miracles, um, when somebody puts their, uh, trust in Jesus and their belief in Jesus. So, uh, now it's up to you to take the next step. I encourage you to find a church. I encourage you to get into a small group. I encourage you to do some sort of um, uh, volunteer work um, and all in the name of Jesus. So um, that is, uh, that I think concludes our today, uh, our reading. And um, I pray blessings over all of you out there, um, and I pray that you have a blessed and wonderful day, evening, afternoon, whatever it is time that you're sitting here listening to this. I hope and pray that you're sharing this with your uh, friends, uh, your family. Um, this is a good way to dig in deep with your kids um, and uh, start teaching them how to read their Bible. Um, again, I'm not a... a a pastor and I'm just like you are just reading the Bible out into the world so uh, God bless you have a good day and I'll see you next time